Hello, what's up guys? Oh my gosh. Okay, do we feel like it's been forever or do we feel like it's been forever? I am so excited to be on here today to be talking to you and I hope that the waxing podcast was missed. Um, there was a very short period of time where I did not think that I wanted to do this anymore. Can I believe that I'm admitting this right now? I had this sense of like, who am I to give you all this information? And I guess you would call it imposter syndrome, but I felt really overwhelmed with it. I felt like I didn't deserve this platform. I felt like the messages that I've been receiving from you were, you know, I don't know, undeserved. And like, it took me some time. I really did need the break. I actually got like a review, not that I even will give this much time, but the girl basically said that, you know, I seemed really unprepared. But guess what? She was right. Um, at the end of the day, I always want to remind you guys um, and be really transparent here. Uh, podcasting is not making me any money. I get on here for the simple joys of sharing what I know in the industry. And, you know, what I know may not always be correct. And also, ch it changes all the time. You know, there was an episode that I did back um, with. Uh, Bex from Bex Wax Society, where we both talked about what, what our favorite tweezers were. And I said, oh my God, my favorite slanted. I hated pointy tweezers. Well, guess what? Now I'm obsessed with pointy tweezers. It's all I buy. And so with that being said, like this industry is changing. My opinion is changing. And also my opinion is at the end of the day, just opinions. Um, you know, some things I say are factual, of course, like, you know, the hair grows back an X amount of time or the stages of hair growth and stuff like that. But for the most part, I just wanted to remind you that I am indeed just a learning esthetician just like you. I learn from you just like you learn from me. And I always want that to stay true on this page. So that girl to you, although I didn't love that review, although it hit me a little hard, I do want to say thank you because it did teach me to come more prepared, to get my um, guests more prepared. And with my break, I was able to get the podcast together and start a new leaf. So I am hoping that... You are not bored by this conversation, um, and we'll continue. But before I get started on teaching some stuff, I want to talk about this amazing facial that I just got home from, probably half the reason why I am sitting here recording this podcast, because it was just so relaxing and so eye-opening. Um, she's here in Tampa, and she, and I'll give you her Instagram, I'll look it up as we are kind of chatting, but um, it was like Reiki, which is more like spiritual and more energy work and stuff like that. But honestly, that stuff gives me like incredible anxiety. And I think it's probably because it's out of my comfort zone, but um, it was amazing. I mean, she really worked on me. I felt like such a light... Um, pressure off of me. I also feel like it might be half of the reason 
why I'm feeling like podcasting is coming back to me. I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to be that dramatic. I don't think one appointment's going to get you like totally healed and feeling, you know, feeling yourself. But I do kind of give my props to her today. So thank you for that. And her Instagram, if you guys want to check her out, even if you're not in the Tampa area, I mean, her content is amazing. I found her through one of my friends, Savannah. It was Magnolia and Ash. So it was like at Magnolia underscore and underscore Ash. Her name is Ashley and she was incredible. So shout out to her today. Shout out to the probably the reason why I'm podcasting right now. I can't wait to go back and see her. So today I wanted to talk about um, hacks that you can do in your room. So these are hacks that I have come up with through the years of basically trial and error. You know, there are things that I've done and been like, God, there's got to be an easier way to do this. Um, I don't know how, I mean, I'm just going to kind of go down the list of what I have. I don't have too crazy of many, but I feel like the ones that I do have are amazing. And then I asked my Facebook group, which is called The Waxing Podcast, um, to kind of give their advice, those who have opened their own business to people who maybe are thinking about opening their own business or are in the middle of opening their own business. So if you're one of those people, then hang out for a sec because I'm going to share the advice that they give. And then also I'm going to give my own two cents and my own advice and get really real with you. So without further ado, I'm going to give you guys, um, the intro music that I know you guys have missed and I've missed as well. And then we'll get into the episode very soon. You are listening to The Waxing Podcast. My name's Kirsten and I am also known as Tampa Waxer on Instagram. If you are somebody who wants to talk all things waxing, navigate through the beauty industry, as well as some business tips, then this is the place for you. Let's get started. This episode is brought to you by The Waxing Guide. Guys, this is my training course on Brazilian waxing. Okay, let's make it short. Let's make this ad sweet. But I want to let you know, if you are struggling with Brazilian waxing and or pre-booking, getting comfortable with talking about your clients or talking to your clients as well as learning about different skin reactions that can happen in the room, okay? So as you are listening, you do realize this is a 360 program, then look no further. The Waxing Guide is the answer for you. I currently have over 400 members, all five-star reviews, feedback galore. Check out my Instagram for the highlight, The Waxing Guide. But I wanted to offer my podcast listeners a very special discount. So for you, just listening to the Waxing Podcast and being here for all of this free, amazing content, I wanted to extend a promo code. The promo code is called PODCAST. So save some money using PODCAST and go into the waxing guide, speed up your Brazilian time, learn about hard wax, soft wax on four different models, all with different hair texture, uh, body types, all of the above, as well as learning the back end of how to talk to somebody during a Brazilian wax, skin reactions, 
common Q&A. There is so much in there as well as a test and a certificate for you. If you are interested in The Waxing Guide, then head to thewaxingguide.com, use promo code podcast and save 15% off on The Waxing Guide. All right, let's get right into Waxing Hacks by Kirsten Getzelman. Okay, so when I think of waxing hacks, I think of small and large. So let's just talk about something really simple, really small. Maybe you're even doing it right now. But one waxing hack is, and this is not just like waxing literally, but like being an esthetician, being a waxer. So waxing hack number one is always make sure that you are stocked with water and granola bars, okay? In our industry, we do not have an hour lunch. Maybe you book yourself out an hour lunch and that. I commend you for. But if you are somebody who is, you know, slow on your waxing time right now, maybe your clients are showing up um, 15 minutes late into your lunch and you just don't have time. The worst thing ever is not having a prepared um, plan for food. So always make sure that you're bringing granola bars, always make sure that you have water so that if you have a five minute break and you are freaking hangry, then you can pull that out of your pocket and you can eat it really quickly. Protein bars, granola bars, whatever you want to call it, get yourself hydrated and get yourself hungry because I get in really bad moods at work when I have not eaten and I know that I cannot be alone in that. Okay, so for all of our mask wearers, actually, even if you're not a mask wearer, I have always done this hack and people that I have told this to will, you know, DM me and be like, Kirsten, oh my God, this is life changing. Okay, so if you are feeling a little nauseous, let's say that, let's be honest, somebody comes in with their Brazilian um and they're not smelling too pretty, okay? Too nice. It, it, it doesn't smell like nothing. It smells like something, okay? So what you want to do is have peppermint oil. Keep peppermint oil in a drawer, in your purse, wherever it can be really handy, but I recommend right there in your drawer. So also pro tip, if you are not wearing a mask and you need that peppermint oil to stay right there on your nose, what I suggest is putting a little Vaseline right under your nose and then dabbing that with peppermint oil. If you are in a time crunch, if the person is changing and you can't walk out of the room and do that or whatever else you need to be in the room for, then like I said, take a little finger, put it right on the nose, being turned around, they will never know. Put your gloves on and, and get to work. It is like the best hack ever. Um, another hack, if you feel really overwhelmed, peppermint oil is great for that. There's something about peppermint oil that goes right into um, your senses and kind of helps you distract yourself from your fears, your anxiety, what you're having trouble with. Let's say like you just are having a bad day and you just can't get those waxes together. Using peppermint oil on these spots will be crucial. It takes your mind away. It's amazing. I 10-10 recommend every esthetician have peppermint oil. Have I said peppermint oil enough times? <laughs> okay, hack number three. So this actually does have to do with the actual wax. So a little backstory about this. Um, I had a male client who would get his nose waxed all the time. 
And he normally didn't have like facial hair. And so it was always no problem. Uh, One month he decided that he wanted to grow out his facial hair and he was somebody who could grow it out pretty fast. So by the time he came in with me, um, he had a, a mustache. So I waxed like I normally would when I did his nose waxes and I popped it in there and guess what? The wax went on his mustache. I was like, holy shit. And you guys know when wax hardens, then it's just gonna grab them babies that it grabbed onto. So um, luckily he loved me by that point because ripping that out was not a fun feeling for him. Uh, I definitely ripped a chunk of his mustache out, which sorry, bro, (laughs) looks like you have to shave. Um, What I've learned since then is you can take, um, you know, we have three different sizes of sticks, at least I do. I have your Brazilian uh, size of stick, which is a popsicle stick. Um, I have the nose size stick, which is like, uh, what do people use that stick for? I don't know. It's like a medium size stick, perfect for nose waxes. And then I have the brow sticks that are those really, really thin sticks. So, Using a Brazilian stick, you want to place that against the facial hair so that the facial hair is not exposed. And while putting the wax into the nose, you are using that popsicle stick as a barrier for your client's skin. Um, You can do this even with people that don't have facial hair. Maybe you just want to keep it away from like a freshly waxed lip, whatever it may be. That was such an easy hack that for some reason I felt like I just didn't even know. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well, I hope that, you know, sharing this, maybe one person's like, oh, yeah, I need to start doing that. So definitely another hack for waxing. Um, Another hack, I talk about this all the time. Have your clients pull taut during a Brazilian wax. I have so many estheticians come and tell me, Kirsten, I see in your course you talk about this. And I feel like it's really uncomfortable to ask someone to hold their quote unquote belly fat up. You know, you feel like you're going to make that person feel insecure and uncomfortable. And I could not disagree more. See, what I think is uncomfortable is putting your client through unnecessary pain. See, when you don't have your client hold taut, and what I mean by taut is having your client take both of Uh, their hands, placing it right on their lower abdomen and pulling up towards them. (laughs) I'm like doing it right now, even though you guys cannot see this, Um, but you are pulling up. So I do this because it tightens the overall Brazilian area. Um, As you know, the vulva has extra skin. It just does. Every single person, 90 pounds, 400 pounds, doesn't matter. There's always excess skin. So when you're pulling up taut or having the client pull up taut, you are providing yourself with a really tight area so that when you do pull your uh, wax up, that skin has nowhere to go. So it just completely lies there flat and it makes the client's experience so much better. Every single time I have somebody come to me for a Brazilian wax, they always tell me, oh, I've never had someone have me do this and it, and it helps tremendously. So I encourage you, if you're listening, it's all about 
verbiage. So just simply saying, hey, so instead of you know, making it seem like, hey, like I'm going to have you hold here. No. Okay. It's a part of the process. You make everyone do it. So you say something like, hey, I'm going to have you go ahead and take your hands here. You're going to pull up. Now, if your client is already sweaty by this point, hand them some four by fours, hand them like a paper towel, whatever, have them, you know, put the paper towel there on their lower abdomen, pull up that way. I've done that so many times. Um, Hey, I'm going to have you hold here with your lower abdomen. You're going to pull up tight. I have every client do this. And that's what you say. You say, I have every client do this. You don't talk about any other reason why other than everyone does it. So I have every single client do this because it makes your overall wax experience that much better. And also you holding your skin taut now does not leave any room for your skin to come up while I pull. Okay. Simple explanation makes a huge difference. Um, your client feels a difference, especially if they've been to somebody else who uh, does not do that. So give it a try. Let me know how your clients like it. Let me know the feedback. Um, okay, next one. This one's great because there's so many waxing products out there and I feel like we all get really overwhelmed or we get really um, drug in by you know different people saying, oh, this is my favorite wax. And you feel like, okay, this person loves this wax. I have to love this wax. But I would say if you are you know, not loving the current wax you use, if you don't even know what kind of wax you want to use yet, like if you're not practicing yet, I recommend reaching out to a number of waxing uh, suppliers and just simply being honest and asking. I mean, hear me out. Your answers might be no, but it never hurts to just ask. So for instance, I reached out to a company in um, Europe And it was whenever I wanted to try a hybrid tent. And I just simply wrote to them, hey, my name is Kirsten. Um, I am currently working at a place called Flirt Wax Bar. I'm really interested in hybrid tent, but I just don't know if, um, I don't know. I, I don't know much about it, whatever else. I said, would you be willing to send me a couple of colors Um, In exchange, I would love to post about it to, you know, maybe other estheticians, yada, yada, yada. Who cares if you have 200 followers? It doesn't matter. Still pitch that idea, right? Because they want to feel like, okay, well, maybe if she shares it, then one other person will know and and maybe that person will also buy from me. So simply just saying with wax, hey, you know, I'm interested in your wax. Um, Do you have samples available? Would you be willing to sell or to send me something for me to try? And then I would also in exchange, give you an honest review of how I felt about it and, um, you know, do a video or promote it on my Instagram. You'll be surprised how many wax companies want to do that for you because a samples are nothing to them and b you know, the longer relationship of giving you that sample and you may actually loving that sample, uh, is huge for them. So if you don't know what wax you want to use, that would be a hack. I would say could work for anyone. So try it out, see if it works for you. Okay, so let's keep moving. Um, Some of these are really good gems and some of them I wish that I knew sooner. Okay, so another one. If you are currently waxing, if you work somewhere, if you have your own place, I don't care. This can be used for both of you. Um, A wax pad. (laughs) Where have wax pads been my entire life? Okay, so these little gems are pads that go right on your bed, 
They can have um, cavi wipes been, you know, cavi wipes can clean them. Windex can clean them. I mean, it doesn't even matter. Anything can clean these little guys. You can use a paper over it like I do. If you want to be more eco-conscious, you can use um, no paper. These things are amazing in how they get cleaned. If you get wax on them, they come off. I mean, waxing pads are insane. Um, You can also get waxing pads for your desktop, like where you set all of your supplies. They're actually called SMAs sanitary something something I forget but um, I set like all my tools on there I set uh, my sticks on there and then when each client gets done I simply put everything in my barbicide that needs to go in my barbicide I throw away any of the excess that I didn't use that cannot be reused and then I just take a cavi wipe or like a disinfectant cleaner on it and then I move on it takes two seconds It's just so much more aesthetically pleasing to the client as well because then the client can like see that that gets completely sanitized between each appointment. Um, I used to have like a sheet and then a paper over that sheet or it was like towels at one point and like, ew, I just, all the people that sweat through their waxes, again, it's obviously completely normal. It just, at the end of the day, I was always really grossed out thinking like, God, there's no way this little piece of paper that, you know, I can see all the, the sweat go through is not, not getting on other clients, you know? So the wax pads are amazing. As I'm talking about them, I'm gonna pull up who I've gotten mine through but I know that there's other people. So I have gotten mine through a girl named Brie. Hers is, or her Instagram is Lash and Wax OC. So she sells all different colors. And I know that she also will um, help or customize them. So if you want to get like your name on them or whatever else, I will tell you if you do work for somebody else, ask them if they'd buy it. Just tell them the benefits of it. Tell them that it's really sanitary for your clients and it's a one-time purchase so um it may save them money on sheets or towels or whatever else that they're spending money on maybe they want to get rid of the paper either way don't be surprised if your owner or boss wants to pay for it and if your boss says no but she still feels like it would be uh or he i guess says that it would be beneficial for you know you to buy or i guess approve you to buy it then i would say buy it it was such a great purchase for me and i don't know if that's like a hack, but I think it should be. Okay, let's end this with a last but definitely not least hack. And if you have a hack of your own, I want you to go on to Facebook and go to the Waxing Podcast group and share a hack with me there because I will do another episode where I share your hacks as well. Mine are just a couple of things, some waxing, some not. And I would love to see what's been some hacks that have been really, really helpful for you. But this hack is for all my, um, all of my soft wax users. So if you find yourself, and this was one of the biggest hacks that helped me in my early days of Brazilian waxing, but if you find yourself getting stuck, this could possibly work for hard wax too. I'm not a hundred percent, but, um, definitely for soft wax. If you find yourself getting stuck on a Brazilian, so let's say you've put wax down, you've um, tried to remove the wax, but it won't come off. And then you try to put more wax on and then you find yourself like in a gummy mess. Take oil, okay, whatever oil you use, take a shit ton of it 
and place it on that area, okay? So soak this four by four. Place it on that gunk, um, like that little part that you're stuck at, and move on. Go to another side of your Brazilian. Keep on working. Don't even say anything. Don't say, oh, I have to put this on you because I got stuck. Nothing. Just do it. Move on. Do all the other wax. By the time you're back onto that, you're, you are going to be able to remove it. And a lot of the wax is going to come off with it, if not all. So you can give it like a good couple of wipes. It's not going to harm your client because the wax is super lubricated. And then take um, some baby powder or take just an astringent that's going to get rid of all of that excess oil and re-wax. See if that helps you. I have been in that pickle too many times to count. And even now, as somebody who's incredibly experienced in Brazilian waxing, it happens, okay? We're all human. We all are not going to be perfect every single time. That has helped me 100% of the time. Oh my gosh, I literally just put this on pause so I could like go into my next thing with you guys. And I just took a drink of water and forgot that I like just refilled it and thought I was at the end and I just got it all down me. So I am soaking wet right now. (laughs) You know, that's okay. Fun little behind the scenes uh, hack. Oh, and this is really random. But guys, if you're in my Facebook group, please don't post pictures of before and afters unless you have a question. Like, No one in this community is going to see that and be like, oh, I need to, you know, fly to Arizona and get my facial done by you or get my wax done by you, okay? Do that on your clients unless you have a question about your before and after or unless you want like an opinion on your video. um, Please don't do that, okay? Okay, moving on. Okay, so here we go. I wanted to see kind of what everyone on the waxing podcast team has thought and by team, you know, I think we all are a team, but I mean, like on the Facebook group, um, I wanted to see if people would love to share like their advice to somebody going solo. Okay. So let's go through these and I'll um, even give some shout outs of people, um, their names. Okay. So Asia, she said, just do it. And I think even though that's so broad, I think that that can also be really powerful. Um, If somebody is in that position and starting their own and they just come at you with just do it, it's because they've went through all the bridges themselves. But at the end of the tunnel, they saw that it was worth it. Okay, so I think somebody coming at you just saying just do it. I think that that can be very powerful. Um, it's something that I've told people whenever somebody's been like, oh, how do you do it? What do I do? I'm like, just do it. Literally just do it because not doing it is so much worse. Okay. Like me not starting the podcast, me not starting the waxing guide, me not messaging somebody and asking them if I can, you know, be on their webinar. I mean, everything that I have done has been me, you know, just doing it. So I loved that advice. And then she added, my only regret is that I didn't do it sooner. I think we all can relate to that. And even looking back on anything you've done in your life, right? Anytime you've taken a chance or anytime you've put yourself out there, can you all probably relate to you wish you would have done it sooner? Because I definitely can. So just do it. I agree, Asia, that was amazing and simple and right to the point. Okay, Lexi says, buy only what you need. I went product crazy and didn't even use half of it. 
A hundred percent. I agree with Lexi. I think um, this goes with, and I know this one's really hard when it comes to like aesthetic stuff because um, I'm actually looking for an office space right now. And oh my gosh, my dream office space, guys, it is expensive. <laughs> and so when it comes to like owning your own solo suite, it's like, you know, I know your vision's there and I know it's in your head, but if you can just slowly get all of the stuff that you need in your room, especially with supplies, do so. Um, and then start writing down each week. Like, okay, I used X amount or I use X amount. Now, if I have 10 more clients coming in next week, how much will I need then? Okay, can I cover that? You know, so really just keeping um, and being fully aware of your numbers. Okay, Kiara said, set boundaries from the start. We all want to try to be nice in the beginning and not charge fees for no-shows and late cancellations, but people will walk all over you. Be firm on your late policies. You teach people how to treat you and what you'll tolerate. And I could not agree more. Kiara is amazing with this. I feel like she stands really, really strong on these policies because I follow her on Instagram and um, her Instagram is Gemini Sweets. And... Uh, shout out to Kiara because I think that setting your boundaries up are so important. I think whenever you're opening your own solo suite, I think the first two things that you should do while, of course, waiting, like, okay, like, for instance, if you're looking for a space, I don't believe you can set up an LLC for that space until you have like the address. So um, that's something you can't control only with time. But something you can control is like starting your service menu. Um, you know, building that out, seeing kind of how much you want to charge or looking around the, you know, uh, or area and seeing what p- other people charge, like know your worth with that. Um, also, you can start your cancellation policy, even though no one's there. It's like set them now, set the boundaries, make sure that it's in your um, consent form, make sure it's on your website, make sure it's on your Instagram, like get that squared away now. So that day one, you don't have that gap. And from day one, those 50 clients are like, oh, well, this is new. Like, no, I opened my business with these policies. These are my policies. So I loved that. And let's see. Kennedy, charge your worth. Perfect. Love it. I just said that in the um, last thing I was just talking about. Make sure that you're checking around the area to be fair. Like, don't charge $150 Brazilian wax. I mean, you can if you want. But don't be surprised if somebody wants to get the $60 one. you know, down the street. So, you know, don't lower your prices because you're quote unquote new. I mean, if your skill set is there, if you're new, sure, run some prices, do whatever you need to do. But if you're not new and you're just opening your own suite, but you have that really great technique already, charge your worth, okay? People will pay for it. That's a boundary that you're setting within yourself and you need to take yourself out of that mindset. It's I used to sell products all the time and I used to and they they were expensive and I used to say like, "Oh, I don't know if this person will buy $300 worth of product." Why are why are we putting our boundaries on ourselves like that? Now, I approach these products like this will help you. This this is going to solve your problem. This is what you need to, you know, handle XYZ. And the price is irrelevant. And the client ends up buying it, you know? And same with the waxing. Clients will end up doing your services. So charge your worth. Chelsea says, if you see it at the beginning and you're like, "Wow, I need to retail that." 
you don't, <laughs> at least not at least. Yeah, so when you are thinking about retail products, uh, don't get really high and mighty over anything you see on Instagram. Don't feel like you need seven things. I would zone into two retail products to start. I would do um, two different price ranges because of course, you know, and again, know your area. So I would always do like a more um, I don't want to call it like a higher priced item or anything, but like maybe something more luxury, maybe something that's going to bring you more um, money in that way. Um, but then I would also think about like the people, if you have like college students or you have somebody like in your early 20s and maybe they just started their first job and they don't have like the money to buy that $50 um, ingrown serum, maybe have something for them that is more price appropriate. So I would say two is great. If you want to keep going, by all means, keep going. But just know the more products you have, the more confusing it is for your client and the more watered down the information is about all the products, right? If you are holding eight products, it's like, do you really know a lot about every single one of those products? Or can you just have two products and then know everything about those two products? Because chances are you're going to be able to sell way more knowing way more about two products than you are about knowing a little bit about each of those eight products. I hope that that makes sense. Um, okay. Um, Ayana says, always remain a student. Your experiences will teach you. Just be open and not afraid to take risks. And I agree with that. I think that I always am really true myself when it comes to teaching you on the podcast. I am always a student. I am always learning new stuff. People are always sharing hacks on their Instagrams that I never knew about even eight years later. Same with retail products, waxing products. So yeah, be always a student. This industry is always growing. Um, there's people that are always eager to open up new opportunities in this industry. So I would say to listen always. Uh, Vero says, or Vero says, be ready to get out of your comfort zone. You are your own advertising now. Yes. Okay. So this has to do with, I think, social media and Facebook and really getting yourself out there. You could be the best salon in the world, the best suite in the world, but if no one knows who you are, no one's going to show up. So when you open your own solo suite, just know that it is up to you to market, you to advertise, you to put your best face forward, you to talk about your services, you to talk about retail, you to pre-book. And I don't mean that to scare you. It's a great, great growth challenge to have. But just know that that's a huge responsibility and something that can be um, your make or break. Okay, so, you know, be confident. Look at your ass in the mirror every day and say, I am that bitch. <laughs> I am that bitch who gets fully booked. I am that bitch who gets uh, recommend recommended all over my city, my, you know, town, whatever. You are that bitch. All right. Uh, Karenith, Karen, Karenith. Ooh, that one's hard. I'm sorry, girl, if I messed that one up. Um, take every day as a learning experience. Yes. Sometimes even when you fail, those are your biggest comebacks. My biggest fails in the waxing industry have been my biggest comebacks. Think about that, repeat it, and let that one sink in. 
Okay, Brittany, always remember wherever you started or always, always remember where you started. So yeah, I agree. I think that sometimes um, it's easy for us to all get an ego in this industry. I myself have had egos before and I have humbled myself since then and realized that I am, um, like she said, I am just a student and esthetician and that's it. So um, yeah, I agree. Um, Andia? E-N-D-Y-I-A. Remember that nothing will come overnight. It's a slow process and a learning experience. You will go through many products before you find what works for you. Absolutely, um, it is a slow process, but it's a slow but very worthy process. Lauren says only about 25% of your clients from your previous job will actually follow you. And um, yeah, people forget. Sometimes clients are married to the business, not married to you. You will have those ride or dies for sure, but just be mindful that people love routine. So if for three years they've been with you and they've made that same drive, that those same stoplights, that same receptionist has checked them out, just realize that sometimes that consistency and that routine kind of hits them a little harder than the actual person in the room. And I don't mean that to say that you're not the best because you are, but that's just sometimes the reality of it. So I think that that's a really great way to look at it. Um, Chelsea says, don't forget to pre-book your clients. Absolutely. You should always pre-book your clients. I don't care if you're not busy for the next um, two days or you can book them anytime a frame you want. Make sure that they always think you're booked because scarcity sells. Linda said, don't buy a particular wax just because someone you worked with went solo. Wait, okay, hold on. Don't buy a particular wax just because someone you worked with went solo. Just because you wax a similar way doesn't mean you will like it. I learned the hard way. Also, keep your retail small until you learn what you really like to sell. Okay, so the retail one's really popular, and I'd agree with that all. I think what the first part is, and I think this is my bad, is like just don't buy a particular wax because someone else is using it, meaning like how I was saying in those hacks earlier, make sure to try a bunch of waxes and see what one fits best for you and your practice. And then Becky said, not every client is a client you want. At first, we take everyone, but not everyone deserves us. Yes, big, huge, make sure you set your boundaries. And then have your policies in place, just like Kiara said, absolutely. Veronica, this is another one, just like my first person that said, just do it. So Veronica says, all or nothing. This is your business, your baby. So give it all you have. You have you you have this, you know, notion in your body to do it. So just do it and do it fully because that will be receptive and and I do believe that the universe will answer you if you do show that you can do it and you want to do it and that I don't know. I I liked that. So all or nothing. I loved ending that just like I started it. Like the just do it and the all or nothing were so simple, but I think could be so moving to somebody who is wanting to go solo. Maybe you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, gosh, I have been wanting to go solo for so long and this is your calling, okay? Like everyone who just gave you advice, they are people that were just like you. They were somebody who was working somewhere else they were somebody who was once a student. There was somebody who didn't even know um, how to lay a stick on the skin and spread wax. 
everybody started somewhere. So just know that you are no different from them and they are no different from you. And I live for that. Okay. So, um, I hope that you, you know, make 2021 your biatch and I hope that you're so excited that the podcast is back and I am so excited to deliver you more content. I'm so excited to have some of my favorites that I've had before on the podcast, as well as venturing out and finding different people. And I'm excited you're here. I just want to say that I love you, that you mean so much to me. Um, I hope I mean a little bit to you too. And I will see you on the next podcast. Bye guys. If you liked this episode, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can get all future episodes sent straight to your phone. And if you loved this episode, then please head over to Apple to write me a review so others can find me as well. Thanks for listening and I will see you next week.